Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. This is the day the Lord has made. We rejoice with glad in it. Um, you know, David said he was excited when he was asked to go into the house of the Lord. Um, and just like a lot of people are telling me, the church is not a building, the church is not a place, the church is in your heart. I believe that 100%. We'll make sure that the church is not a religious thing. Jesus said, Jesus said, you have made gods out of tents. And that's going to be the perfect way to segue into the second part of Jesus was on faith. Jesus was on faith. Now, what you probably don't hear me today say, you probably heard it before. I'm going to come from a whole different angle, right? A whole different angle. We've been set on faith before, but I'm going to go so deep. It's going to make a lot of you mad today. Um, but that matters and not like I'm mad I'm saying something wrong. It's just like, oh my God, how did I not know this stuff, right? But remember, remember, the word of God is there to correct, it's there to build, it's there to grow. One of the things the Holy Spirit told me when we started this series, he said, a lot of people are intrigued by the story of Jesus, which is great. A lot of beautiful stories can be made movies out of it. But he says, I want you to take note of the words. I want you to take note of the words of Jesus. Take note of the words of Jesus. The Bible says that the word was written so that you might believe. You might believe. All right, so with that, I want to say welcome again. Good morning, my name is KJ Upad. I am the undefeated one. I have zero limits, never lost a battle, not a battle start now. And I have Dio Lopez. And if you haven't heard us before, Dio is about to kick it off with a beautiful prayer. She prays so good. And let me just say this right now on air. Yesterday, y'all blessed me so much. I was driving. And I couldn't type a lot. I was punching the air throughout. Like, yo, first of all, um, it's beautiful how I tell people. I've been saying this for a long time that even in 2020, people been balling out. People have been balling out in 2020. Y'all that thinking about a pandemic that I call a pandemic, you quote me, is a plan. It's a plan not because the pandemic is not real, but there's a plan behind the pandemic. While you're out there in the house, sleeping, chilling, hiding in fear, People are making moves, good and bad moves. And I want you to be part of people making moves. Don't be part of the people. You wake up and boom, the whole world has changed. Because the world is changing. God is still doing good. It was in the land of farming that Isaac sowed and ripped a multiple harvest. He didn't put his head on the ground. He didn't go out crying. You got so much power. So I'm about to go on faith today. I'm, I'm, I'm going all today. I only got a short time. So you ever hear me go deep? You about to see today. But I'm not going to do a lot, but just say thank you, Dio. Thank you so much. You know, y'all was amazing yesterday. I mean, I'll tell you, man, each time I hear y'all come out, you know, Mia, she's on the next level. She's straight fire. God is just getting started. I was going to type people. God was telling me yesterday that he's just getting started. There's just so much to go. Listen, let me tell you right now, you want to read the story of how Christine Dio went far with fragrances. I started to say, KJ said, go check it out. I hope she's watching, right? There's so much to come. There's so much levels to go. There's so much. Listen, the promise of Abraham was to people on earth, not in heaven. He said, I'm going to give you a blessing, right? You cannot contain it. And I don't know what many of you are thinking. It's going to be, most of you are like in your 40s right now. You haven't had nothing to your name. It's about time. What you waiting on? If you're in your 30s, it's about time. If you're in your 50s, you still got time. You understand what I'm saying? Lord, listen, Ezekiah had to deal with God. He said, God, I need more time. I need more time to get things done. So if God is giving you time here on earth, a lot of Christians have been praying. He said, God, give us time. What is he giving you time for? Time to be afraid? Time to be cowarding under pressure? Or time to go in souls and go take the gospel by the horn and push it out to everybody that got to listen? So again, I got to tell people, if you again was for Trump and you was for Biden or whatever, most people were for Trump because they said Trump was going to bring the kingdom. But I'm asking you one question right now. What are you doing personally for the kingdom? Um, I've said a lot already. You could already tell the religious people don't like me. They don't like me at all. I don't like them too. I love you. I don't like you. I love you. I'm going to let you start speaking now. Go into prayer. We just get started. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, KJ. Um, God is good. As you mentioned that before I pray, I just wanted to say, um, like you just said, you know, do something. Um, and it made me think about my mom. My mom is an amazing cook. I mean, 
if people like my cooking, I'm gonna tell you, you gotta eat from my mom. Like it is amazing. Um, she's so creative with the way she makes her meals and stuff. And for years, people have been telling her to sell food and she just didn't. But this year she went ahead and just moved by faith. She didn't know, you know, if people would buy, you know, we always get those little bit of like questions when we first go forth and take this big step. But can I tell you, she's having like her third or fourth food sale today. She put the ad up yesterday and she got 26 orders. And so if you just move on what God says and you um, trust him, you know, I pulled up Proverbs 3 today, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Just acknowledge him in everywhere that you go. And he will direct your path. That's his promise. And God is not a man that he shall lie. He won't repent of his ways and his, his promises. So um, so I just want to say, it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter where you're located. If God gave you something, pursue it. He put everything in you that you need to go make it happen and advance the kingdom and build the kingdom. Hallelujah. So Father, we bless your name. We tell you good morning again. Um, thank you, Father, for your wonderful ways, for your um, your heart that's so big. It's so amazing. It's, it's all that we strive to just want to attain, God, is your heart, God. We want to know your ways. We want to know your character. We want to know your mind, God. Above all else, we just want to know you, Father God. So we thank you that today you've given us a message, Lord God, to uh, learn how to please you. You are a God of relationship and you have things that please you. And one of those things are faith, God. So I pray that today, Lord Jesus, you will give us a deeper understanding with action steps to back it up, Father God, on how we could please you with our faith, Lord God. We thank you that those watching, whether they have grand faith or the faith of a size of a, size of a mustard seed, Father God, that they will put it to work, that they would seek you, that they would go forth and they would bring glory to your name by their good work. So God, I thank you, Father God, that you have chosen this day for your word. And we just declare and decree that it will go forth. It will take root. It will bear fruit, Father God. And people will declare your name from a hilltop, Lord God. I bless you. We give you honor. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, man. You said by saying that the words that, um, you said speaking about words, you know, you said the word, you know, God is definitely not, God cannot lie. His word is going to come to pass. And I'm probably going to pick up from that. Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, his word will live forever. And I've said it many times, the word of God, first of all, was logos, right? Then it became word, it became, you know, flesh. And then the flesh, you know, came out and dwelt among us, and now we have Rema. Now, check this out, check this out. The word of God, right? The word of God is a single most important thing. And just speaking about the word, right? It's talking about the words of Jesus. There's a story I want to take us to very quickly to kind of keep yourself started on faith. It's going to be in Matthew chapter 8 from verse 5 to, I think, verse 13. That's the story of the Roman centurion and Jesus. I want you to hear what this man said. Very important. Very important you understand. Verse 5, I'm reading from TPT. When Jesus entered the village of Capernaum, a captain in the Roman army approached him asking for a miracle. Lord, he said, I have a son who is lying in my home, paralyzed and suffering terribly. Does it remind you of anybody you know? Do you know anybody whose business is paralyzed? Do you know anybody whose situation is suffering terribly, just not working out like they have tried everything? They have just tried in their own ability, their own power. The first thing the man said is, Lord, he defined the situation. There's a problem right here, Lord, right? I want you to remember the story of the man at the, you know, at the pool. The man was taking his sword for a long time, a long time. And you could tell from what he was saying that the man was a complainer. A lot of people don't pray to God, they complain to God. Two different things. Again, we're talking about faith, the words of Jesus. They, some people, all you do is complain, oh God, is this is going on, my business ain't working right, my manager don't like me, my kids are annoying, you know, my husband is crazy, you know, my wife is not giving me the bets, you know, my car is this, my dog is that. My left leg is here. My head is up there. And God is just looking at you. Okay, then. Do you see that? Jesus asked the man, what do you want, though? What do you want? Did you ever ask God what you want? Did you ever ask God what you want? 
So this man, again, he clearly defined what the problem was. The Bible says, bring it, let us discuss. Let's rub heads together. You have a status in Christ. You're not a slave. He said, I'm not going to treat you like servants anymore. You are now my friend. You are now family. You understand what I'm saying? So now when you come to God, you don't come to God with complaining and all that bitterness and all that stuff. No. You treat God because you know the one I'm talking to has the ability, the power. That, that comes first. The power. The ability. If I'm going to go to a president, you know, it don't matter if you don't like him or not, the man gets access, he has power. When I'm calling the president on the phone, I don't, you know, if I'm in a meeting with the president, first of all, I'm not looking at my phone trying to text somebody, trying to like, you know, Snapchat or whatever, I don't know, you know, Snapchat. You know, you know, you, you like, us, you, you're paying attention, you're on your edge. Well, we had a meeting the other day with um, the third in command of the bank or so, and everybody was on Zoom, but we we're all on the edge of our seat, listening to every word he said. This is a man, but a man that has power. So I want you to see the level that the centurion came with. The man, you're going to see, because the man understood authority and power. And so when he was coming to Jesus and had authority and power, he was on, on, on the standard level. He understood what was going on. So check this out. Jesus responded, I will go with you and heal him. Oh, look at verse 8. But the Roman soldier interjected, Lord, who am I to have you come into my house? I understand your authority. For I too am a man who walks under authority and have authority over soldiers who serve under me. I can tell one to go and he'll go, and another to come and he'll come. I order my servant and they'll do whatever I ask. So I know that all you need to do is to stand here and command healing over my son, and he will be instantly healed. That dude was not a Christian. Let me tell you something. The words of Jesus was not to Christians. <laughs> right? And by the way, so you understand, Jesus did not die for Christians. He died for the whole world. So, so you understand, anybody would take this message and put it to work. That's level one. There's level two and level three. We'll get there in a second, right? Anybody. So if you're a Christian, don't go thinking, oh, God, it is your responsibility to heal me. It is not your pastor's responsibility. It is not God's responsibility. And he said, you will say to this mountain, be that removed. He didn't say, I, God, I, Jesus, I, angels, I, prophets, I, apostle. He didn't say, I, president. The Bible did not tie your life to the economy of your nation. No. He actually said to pray for your nation so you might live peaceably so they will give you the enabling environment. But he never tied your prosperity to your nation. So all of y'all going out there complaining about, I don't care about the economy. I pray for the economy, but my finances is not tied to the economy. I knew that long ago. Jesus said something remarkable. Jesus said, he has greater faith than anyone I've encountered in Israel. He has greater faith. We're talking about faith. We're talking about the words of Jesus. I want you to see, because now I want you to see the stance. I told you before, faith is not a message. People, the message of faith, faith is not a message. Faith is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle of faith. It is a life of faith. It's a faith. Just like you don't preach a message of love. Love is a lifestyle. The Bible says that we're created in the image and likeness of God. In the image of God means that we look like God. You don't look like a goat or whatever, right? When people say you look like an ape, look at them and laugh, like I look like God, right? But then also in the likeness, what does it mean that we oppress like God? The Bible says that we understand that through faith, God framed the world. Framed the world through faith. That means that you get to operate like God through faith. Faith is not an option. Listen to me. Faith is not an option. You got to understand the original idea of God was to create man. Then the devil messed it up. So even any man outside of Christ, your lifestyle, your currency should be by faith. So there's certain principles. That's what Jesus was saying. That if you say, you shall have what you say. The Bible says in the book of Romans, um, 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 Proverbs 18 verse 21, that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Right? Whatever you say, you shall reap. It says that very clearly again in the New Testament. So it's all over the place. The reason why you're saying that is that if you say something, it's going to happen. Believe it or not, it's not. It's listen. Gravity says that if you go up, you're going to come down. If you don't believe gravity, go try it out. And if you don't think what I'm saying is true, your life the way it is right now is based on what you've been saying. If you don't like the way your life is, then stop saying the things you've been saying. No, like, oh my God, you boast too much. No, my boast is in Christ. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
you understand? It's, it's that efficiency of God. This is our life. Our life is by faith. Jesus, again, through the words, and he was saying, I want you to hang on to the words of Jesus. He was very clearly saying, he said it again in, in Matthew, in Mark chapter 9. He said, have the God kind of faith, verse 23, have the God kind of faith. What was he trying to say? The faith that does not doubt is not shaken, is not wavering. There's one scripture that we quote all the time. I'm pretty sure we're going to quote it again today at some point. Romans chapter 10 from verse 9 and 10. What does it say? <laughs> very, very amazing. It says, through the heart, man believes unto righteousness. Let's stop there one second. Leave what it says in the next one. A lot of Christians have stopped there. There's a lot of righteous people. You believe, oh God, I believe your word. You know, you know, before they'll say, you know, oh man, you see Christians are very crafty. Now they go from, you know, oh, I believe God, I believe God, I believe God. They say they have faith. No. There's some, there's, you know, first of all, someone says, how are you doing? Instead of, I'm, I'm not doing well. Then they know you can't say that. So now they say, well, I believe I'm okay. You go from believing. Believing is a first stage. You believe unto righteousness. Don't stop there, though. Don't stop there. But then it said with the mouth, confession means unto salvation. And I've tried many times to break down salvation. Salvation means superior. Nothing missing, nothing broken. If you have salvation, that's the way you don't talk. The Lord is my rock. The Lord is my rock. The Lord is my salvation. What does he mean? The people that said those things, when David was saying that, what does he mean? What does he mean? Psalm 23, David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not learn. I don't want a sin. I don't want a sin. I don't want a sin. How are these people thinking? What was the thoughts? What was the experience? Moses said, who do I tell these guys that you are? He said, I am. He says, I am anything that you want me to be. I am anything you want me to be. That's a blank check. I am. I am. You got to understand this. Believing is a choice. You could believe anything you want to believe. The heart, I've told you many times, the heart is designed to believe, but the mind is designed to reason. So you don't believe, you know, I go, I believe. Yes, but then you got to go to the next step. You now you got to speak. The Bible says that he has said so we can boldly say. So that's why the Bible says you got to have the word. You got to go for the word. The Bible says very clearly that my people suffer for lack of knowledge. That word right there is information. That's what Apostle Paul was trying to say, that I pray that you're granted for Tizo, that the light of God flows your mind, that the wisdom of God is enabled in you. What is this wisdom? He said that Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you. He said that he wants you to be filled with the maximum capacity of God. That's Colossians chapter 1 from verse 19. The reason why you have the Bible is so that you know what is freely given to you. Freely given to you. The Bible says it very clearly that the birds are singing, the lions are eating, even like the seas and everybody. It says even the very hair. He says, how much more you? How much more you? How much more you? The Bible says very clearly that if you are ruled by your senses, you shall die. He says the sons of God, the very ones that you call the sons of God are the ones that are ruled by the spirits, from the spirits. You got to be ruled by your spirits. That's Romans chapter 8. It's very important you understand what I'm telling you. That is important you understand that even God himself said, put the word in your heart. He said, if you put the word in your heart, this is what he said. He said, he shall make you. The word makes you, make you. He said, the word have you put in my heart and in your mouth. So it's two levels. So don't just keep it in, oh God, believe. A lot of people believe, man. Hope is good, though. Hope is good. I'm going to prove it to you that hope is good. There was a man called Lazarus, not the one that Jesus got from the dead. The other one, the poor one that was by the gates, tired and wretched and sickly and all that stuff. The Bible says that one day he died. You know what happened? Angels came and took him to heaven. He died righteous. It was great. God could not help him in his wretchedness. Do you know why? Because it's not in God's hand to make you rich. He already gave you riches. You, got, you understand this now. It doesn't matter if you believe me or not. I'm just telling you right now. These are principles in the spirit. The man was righteous and he died wretched. Do you know any Christian that is suffering? Like they pray, they pray, they pray, they pray, and they pray like, oh man, like you pray so good, but they're still broke. They're still sick. They're still, do you know why? 
Do you know why though? Do you know why? They don't believe that God can heal them. They, 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 they believe you, but then you don't walk accordingly. You have to walk accordingly. Jesus said that the lady that touched him had taken something else. People like everybody's touching and saying, no, this one is different. You know why? Bible said the lady told herself that if I touch him, I am healed. Man, he said, if I touch the hem of his garments, that is faith in action. Mm. She don't even need Jesus to know she's there. She don't even need Jesus to touch her. No. Jesus said, something has left me. You have pulled from me. The Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. The just shall live by faith. He said, the hour has come that those that worship my worship in spirit and in truth. What is it talking about? Because he said, this is a new lifestyle. This is a new way of life. This is the life I'm bringing. He said, I've come down the partition. That whole religious, I believe, you know, holy, uh, you just, you know, that paid and all that stuff. He said, that's great. But don't stop there, though. He says, your mouth. James said, your mouth is the bridle. Let's read James. I think, you know, you're going to see what James said. James, oh boy. Let's see what James says. James chapter 1, I'm reading from the Amplified Classic. Amplified Classic. I'm going to come back to James again, but I want to show you what it says in verse 22. Remember, the word of God was given us to live by, right? Don't be here. Something. A lot of us who've heard too much of the word, like if you cut us, you know, you see the word, but we don't say nothing with the words. Verse 22 says, but be doers of the word. He said, obey the message. Do the word. Don't listen to the word and keep it in there. Don't keep it in there. Apostle Paul said in a different place, Philippians, he said, if this word be in you and abide, he said, it shall make you evidence. He says, the word of God in you will be evidence. It's evidence. The word of God literally has arms. Oh, my, I'm going to to you. Ezekiel said, the word of God let me on my feet, on my feet by the spirit of God. The word of God can say, you know what, stand up right now and keep moving. Get up and move now. The word of God, listen, is a force. The word of God is not just anything. No, that's the difference. There's logos and there's grammar. When you go from being that, receiving the word, and now the word is inside of you. The word has mixed. The Bible says that the word was preached and it fell on the, on the ground. And then best picked it up. The Bible says that the word were in your heart but did not believe it. So having the word in your heart is not enough. The devil can still steal the word from your heart. The devil knows that. He knows that if I could take this word from this person, he said, do you know the pastor just sent on about faith? But look at your account. Man, you broke though. Look at your health. Your body's still aching. The doctor said you have cancer. But there's this word in your heart. No, you stole the word from your heart because you haven't mixed the word with faith. That's what the word of God said. Look at what James is saying. He said, I'm not merely listeners to it. Betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. What is the truth? The word of God is the truth. He said, your word is true. He said, forever, oh Lord, your word is settled. Is the word of God settled in your heart? Do you believe the word of man? Do you believe the government? Do you believe Dr. Fauci over the word of God? Mm. What do you believe? He said, who do you believe? He said, this day. He said, choose you this day. He said, for me and my house, I shall serve the Lord. The word of God is final. It doesn't matter if it makes you feel good or not. The word of God said, I cannot be sick. Game over. I do not mess with sickness. Do you, Jesus said, do you believe? Do you believe? Who are you following? Are you following Jesus? Are you following the Pharisees? The Pharisees knew so much of the word of God, but they never believed the word of God. They, were, they became cynical. You tell somebody, I have faith. You best laugh at you. Ah, look at him. Look at them go. Christians are the ones doing this. Do you believe the word of God? He says, if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it, and being a doer of it, it's like a man that looks carefully at his own natural face in a mirror. For he thoughtfully observes himself, but then goes away and promptly forgets what he looks like. The mirror of God is the word. The word of God is a mirror. That's what he says. The word of God is a mirror. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, look at 18 to verse 20. The word of God is a mirror. Feed on the word of God. What you see in the word of God is your real self. A lot of us, our best have been given to us by our parents. Do you know your parents never knew you were coming? My parents wanted to have a baby. They didn't know they were going to have KJ. Someone came and was KJ. Okay, there you go. My father had a dream my son was going to be a doctor or whatever. The same way I know my, one of my kids are going to play in the NBA. He comes in. It doesn't matter if God wants him to be whatever. Like, you're going to be an NBA player. So a lot of us, life has handed us all these destinies. Listen. Life is not by how long you've lived, it is by how much of God you have in you. Mm -hmm. How much impact you've had on the world through who God says. 
Moses had lived how many years before he discovered God? All that years is wasted his life. His life began from when God talked to him and said, Moses, take off your sandals. Hmm. Your life begins in Christ. That's why he said, until the man be born again, you cannot see the kingdom. The kingdom of God is this is the word that God has brought into your heart, into this world, the jurisdiction of God. We've been in alienation with God all this while. That was the plan of the day. We said the word of God is final. The words of Jesus on faith. If you believe anything is possible, anything is possible. If you say to this mountain, don't forget you have to be consistent with God. You can't just go and say, hey, I want to marry Hannah. That's not what he's talking about. It has to be consistent with God. So first of all, you need the word of God. Without the word of God, man, we're not, we're not in business. You need the word of God. The word of God must be your anchor. Must be your anchor. I'm going to go very quickly right now. So don't be rude by your senses. What you hear, what you say, you know, what, they, what you see, what, you, what your mouth is saying. No, be rude by the spirits. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Rude by the spirits. You're the son of God if you're rude by the spirit. And now what the son there means heals. The mature son of God. A lot of Christians have made their problems bigger than God. All you talk about is your problem. You go to church, it's, oh God, my problem. Oh God, my child. Oh God, my this. Every day is your problem. Now your problem has become a real person. Eight-year-old problem. Ten-year-old problem. Oh God, this problem. God is like, God is just watching you. Really. Every single day in your problem, you're praying. All your prayer points is your problem. My problem, oh God. Oh, remember me. Remember me, oh Lord. You're talking to a Pharisee. I'm telling you right now. I'm not trying to make you mad or whatever. This is the word of God. Every day is your problem. He said, serve the Lord of God, the Lord your God, with all your heart to tell your soul. You don't have any room to talk about your problem. And I'll show you how. And I'll show you why. The word of God is the only thing that you're supposed to make God over yourself. Not your problem. I'm telling you, if you could hear prayer points, if you could hear people's prayer points, why me, oh Lord, why me? What is going on? Where are you, God? Look at this, oh God. He said, if all men might lift their hands and serve me and worship me. The potency of praise. Job was complaining, oh God, Job cursed himself, oh God, I cursed myself, is this, is that. Look at me, oh Lord, I'm righteous, look at me. God asked me, say, come on, let's sit down. Come, sit down over here. He says, stand up on your feet. Let's have a conversation. He said, who made the wind? He was asking, he said, since you know all things, you know all things, right? That's why he says, come. He said, let me give you wisdom. So I'll give you wisdom in the deepest and secret places. There's deep wisdom. There's deep secrets. Listen to me. Your problem has a solution. Do you understand what I'm saying? The Spirit of God knows all things. He's been here. He's hung out here longer than the devil. has been here for a long time. He created the whole world. He's always been here. He's still going to be here after the rapture. He's going to be here still. That's how much he loves man. He said that if anyone opens a door, I shall come in and we shall hang out. We shall have communion. The word there is koinonia. We shall have fellowship. But people have fellowship with their problems. People, I, I know they sit in and out. I know the problem. I know the issue. I know they, they have, I'm telling you, people have become doctors and masters and degree holders in problems. I can smell problems from afar. Man, can you smell God, though? Faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Faith is not believing. Faith is for now. It says, now are you the children of God. Now. Faith is for now. Faith is, I have said this thing and I believe it's boom, I'm out. It's like someone says, listen, you have a, a house, you have a paper for a house. I don't have to say the house, the paper is a house. Yo, I could sell the house just having the paperwork. Bible says faith is the deeds, the title deed of what I've asked for. I take my faith, thank you, Lord Jesus, is done and out. People think, well, when when God heals me, I'll stop in the pain. No, that's not what he says. Show me what he says in the Bible. You receive that I'm healed. The pain comes, he said, that pain is not real. The pain is not real. Sarah was not all of a sudden, she now became fruitful. No, she had a child in her barrenness. That's how God works. In her barrenness, she had a child. David knocked out Goliath, even in his size and his height. You throw the stone and let God do his work. You throw the stone. You let God guide the missile. You throw the stone. Don't be out there saying, oh God, when you give me a sword, I'm going to go kill Goliath. Oh God, when you give me an army, I'm going to go kill Goliath. They say one man, by one man, by one man, where they're taken out of Egypt. One man. God don't need many people. In your case, no, it's simple. 
One angel came in, boom, the whole prison was shaking the air. No one, one, just one angel, one angel. You got your case. You've been crying to God for 20 grand. Saints have been praying, oh God, give me 20 grand. Come on, man. God is bigger than that. God is big. Listen to me. Stop making your problem bigger than God. It is insulting on God. Do you know who God is, though? It is insulting. Faith. He said, faith is a lifestyle. This is how you live by. It don't matter how you see. It don't matter what you see around you. It doesn't matter. It's never mattered. Do you understand what I'm saying? It doesn't matter. Your life is coined and framed and designed by God. He said, I saw it was good. God said it was good. He said, I saw you alive and it was good. He said, I bless you with long life and prosperity. Jesus said, you can bless, you can curse. You know what that means? You can cause the devil to leave. You can cause the cancer to die. But you can also bless someone. You can speak it to life. You have life, you have death. He said, choose. Use that friendly. Choose which one. Don't go thinking, that, oh man. Okay, let's get into it. So again, I'm trying to go as fast as I can, so I'll pass it to Dio. So there are three levels of speech you will find. The first one are the cynics. The cynics, right? These are the ones you talked about in Psalm chapter 1. The ones in naysayers, the doubt, the scorch. And some of them are Christians as well. And you could also find that level 1 in babes. The Bible called them babes and pure. So just join Christ. They're still learning these things. They, even if they are saved, but they're still finding their way. So they make mistakes. And that's why he said, put the word in your hearts, right? That's level 1. Don't be in level 1. Don't ever scoff at the word of God. Don't ever scoff at God's word. Don't ever be a babe for too long. He wants you to be a babe and grow. Everybody's been given a measure of faith. So you have to grow your faith. Grow your faith by yourself. That means it's not God that will grow your faith. You grow your faith. How do you grow your faith? By listening to the word of God. Faith comes by hearing the word of God, right? And doing the word of God is growing. I remember speaking to one of my dear sisters. She had this miracle. Her mom was easily was healed after, you know, praying and all that. And I said, your faith is growing. You will never be at that level way of praying and all that stuff. Now you know God can do it. That's how you grow your faith. In challenges, that means when challenges come, you say, I embrace it. Paul said, in and out of season, I thank God. He said, it doesn't matter if I'm in, I'm out. If I'm about, I don't know about, I see I'm in charge. You know why? Because he knows the mighty working power. So even when challenges come, you don't say, oh God, they're killing me. No, he said, even if they hit us, they're perplexed or whatever, he said, I'm still chilling. I'm still winning. He said, I'm not going to be born through fire. That's the level. So again, you grow. So when challenges come, it's not the same thing as being killed or being destroyed. Challenges grow your faith. Generals are made in the battle, not in classrooms. Good. Level two, the religious ones. These are the ones, they've read so much Bible, they know fact. They're like, KJ, what do you mean? I know this. I've been a Christian for 45 years. They know. Again, these are the ones, the religious ones, the ones that pray, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, help me, help me, help me. I believe, I believe, I believe. It sounds like a joke, but this is how people pray, though. The Bible says not the repetition of words. Don't become that person. That's level two. So don't be that people and the hopeful as well. The hopeful at once, I hope, oh God, I know one day you do it. I know my Redeemer events. I believe God one day will happen, one day, one day. Don't be Lazarus. You're going to die in wretchedness. Angels will come and pick your body and take you to heaven. They say, well done, faithful servants. But it's also on the level, right? Level three, the jokes. These are the ones that have handled this thing. These are the heels and mature sons of God. This is where David, David said, he said, surely goodness and mercy follows me. Oh, man. He didn't think, oh, maybe you will be one day. No, he said, goodness and mercy follows me. Abraham, he said, he believed against hope. This is like the pause of this world. This is where Jesus comes in, right? This is the next level. This is the highest level. Your faith is not being moved by things you see. Economy is down. Like, okay, Lord, it's time to make miracle happen. Oh, I got only one fish. Okay, now. It's time to make things happen. I only got one bread. Okay, now. Come on, God, let's do it. Like, angels, it's time to make it happen. This is the next level. This is the level where God wants you to pray to. Again, remember, you can speak life, you can speak death. Um, so again, make sure that you're following the people who have done the faith work. David, remember, you know, people like Samuel, people like Abraham, Paul. Of course, the main one, author finish of our faith is Jesus. I love Paul. I love all these guys, but the person I follow after, whose words I follow after is Jesus. So with that, I'll pass it on to you, Dio. And um, God bless you guys. Again, I just got to be here short period. But I know Dio is going to take it home. 
She's going to finish up with a beautiful prayer for those that want to receive Christ. And I'm going to come on the chat after probably around 12 and just keep the conversation going. And remember, it is your responsibility, not Jesus' responsibility, not your pastor, not your parents. It is yours. Speak the word of God. Believe the word of God and then move because it is working. You might not see right now, but it is working. Praise God. God bless you. Amen. Thank you, KJ. So you guys, that was amazing so far. God is just um, truly um, spoken, spoken. And I want to take what KJ said because he gave us the answer. He gave us the strategies. He gave us the points of like the levels of where people are, are in their faith, but where you don't want to stay until you get to level three. And then after that, it's like, supernatural forever from there um but one thing kj said from the beginning that really really touched my heart he mentioned idols and so i want to start off with a couple of scriptures god gave me this morning um and he actually gave it to me last night regarding thomas now people who um know about thomas he was one of the disciples um they called him didymus and his name means the twin um, when I did research on it a while ago, um, God began to show me his character and how it matched with his name. And a lot of times that is the case. I'll leave that there. But Thomas, the twin, when you think of a twin, it's it's a split. It's two people, right? It, or it's, yeah, it's two people that were, were born at the same time. And so this is the... This is uh, pretty much what, what it is that you have when it comes to um, Thomas and when it comes to doubting, right? You are unwaver you are wavering, you are back and forth. And so one thing that the Lord told Thomas is that because you have seen, you believe, but blessed are those who believe without seeing. And that is faith. That is faith. So I want to talk about doubt and I want to talk about uh, what the word says about doubt, why you don't want to doubt and why you want to choose to just believe God and move in whatever way he tells you to move and trust him, right? And so um, what I thought about after that was I could hear Jesus asking as KJ was speaking, he, I could hear him asking people like, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? And that's what he asked Peter um, when he was walking on water. He asked him, why did you doubt? Um, so let's go into words. You guys know I'm always going into words because I think it's important. Um, so this is, let's go. This is Matthew 14, 31. And he says, immediately Jesus reached out his hand and took hold of Peter. And he said, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? What does doubt mean? Doubt means to waver. Doubt means to hesitate. And this is where you get Thomas's name. The original word is distazo, which means two and double. Two and double, double stance. It means to vacillate. It means to go back and forth, right? Now, one thing I love about what KJ brought up was James. And he brought up James 1, which is perfect because I want to talk about that. James 1 verses 6 through 8 says, only it must be in faith that he asks with not without wavering, no hesitating, no doubting. For the one who wavers, who hesitates and doubts, is like the billowing surge out at sea that is blown hither and thither and tossed by the wind. For truly, let not such a person imagine that he will receive anything he asks for from the Lord. If you doubt while you ask, you're not going to receive it. For being as he is, a man of two minds, hesitating, dubious, irresolute, he is unstable and unreliable and uncertain about everything he thinks, feels, and decides. And so let's say what this just brought to me was, let's say you're asking God for something grand and you're doubting. Why do you think God will give that to you? Why do you think he will give it to you? He won't. And you want to know why? <laughs> it's because you're doubting. How can he trust? that you will be, um, you would care well for this big thing that you're asking for. And that's just on a, that's on a, 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 a natural level. I mean, it's so much more when you think about the spiritual realm. 
But one who doubts, one who wavers, one who is back and forth, tossed to and fro, won't get what he's asking for because he doesn't believe. You don't really believe that God can give it to you. And um, this brings me back to a time when I went out to just spend some time with the Lord in nature. I sat by a lake and I was studying the scripture and the Lord had me sit by the water because he actually wanted me to see what it would be like for someone who doubts. Now, it was so amazing because it was a tree planted by the water with the roots going deep, which is how God wants us to be. And then there was water and waves, which God did not want us to be like. So I got to see both sides. Now the water, the wind blew that water out. Like it blew, it, it drew it in and then pushed it out violently. I mean, it crashed. Every I splashed on me. It was, it was, um, I, I can't pick up the word right now, but it but it was intense for lack of better terms, you know, and that's what it's like when you're wavering and when you're doubting. It's back and forth, it's violent, it's it's rough, it's hard. You I mean, who wants to live that way? You know, so I'm I'm praying that out because if we don't look at things, if we don't face them, then we can't change. But when you're faced with the truth, when um, like the word of God is a double-edged sword, it pierces you. When you're pierced with the truth, then you can actually change because it doesn't feel good. And we remember, we are not going to be cast down by our feelings. We're not going to be moved by how we feel. We're going to push through because our feelings don't rule us. Our emotions don't rule us, right? We are spiritual beings and we live a life of faith. We're not moved by what we see, okay? Um, and so I want to go forward and I want to talk about really quickly um, what God says to do. He wants you to trust him, right? He wants you to trust him. So let's say you're going through something and you're, you're feeling, um, you know, you even feel tempted to doubt. I think about what Job said in Job 13. He says, though he slay me, yet will I trust him but I will maintain my own ways before him. So though he's going through, he's not moved by it. Though he, though, though he's being uh, persecuted or, and, and this is not Joe, but I'm just saying in anyone's of it, though you're being persecuted, though you're being pressed, though you're being crushed, though you feel like all hell is breaking loose, you still choose to trust God. You still choose to praise him. You still choose to glorify your name, his name. You still choose to not bow down to that circumstance. That is faith. That is the beginning of something immaculate, something great, something amazing. Um, so as we started off with um, the, the scripture, I said is God wants you to trust him with all your heart. He doesn't want you to lean on your own understanding. He wants you to acknowledge him in every step of that faith walk, every step of the way, just acknowledge him, just praise him, just call on him, just ask him what it is that you want, God, and then trust, right? Because the Bible says when we ask, we must believe. You know, we must first believe that he is God and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So you have to believe that you're going to get what you're asking for when you ask for it. Jesus, that's a word for me. Okay. That's a word. That's a word for me too. So when you believe, then you just walk in it. That's what KJ was talking about last week on Sunday. He posted on God's anger leg and he says, you, you, the life of faith is not just like, oh, I believe one day God's going to do it. It's not, oh, I'm hoping or, or I know God's word, like this is what he said, but it's literally walking in it as though it were your truth and you just leave it. You leave it and you let God take control. Um, and so one thing KJ said again in the beginning was he mentioned idols. And it's so amazing that he said that because I have this book that I read. It's called The Book of Mysteries by Jonathan Kahn. And the Lord led me to a specific page last night. And I was like, why am I on this page? But it makes sense now. So KJ mentioned idols. The thing about not having faith is that if you don't have faith in God, you have faith in something else, okay? And that faith that you have in something else um, testifies to that something else being your, um, your God, right? Let's just call it what it is. It's an idol in your heart. You have began to glorify. It's, it's taking the throne. It's taking the seat on the throne of your heart. And so I want to talk to you about that because um, that that is that is exactly where you are when you're doubting and when you're not believing God, you're believing something else, and therefore that is your God. So it talks about the the word Elohim, and we call God Elohim, but 
Elohim, um, it's a plural word, right? It's it's a plural word. So even those that were uh, um, had multiple deities, those who believed in multiple gods, you know, that word Elohim is fit for that situation because Elohim means it's a plural word for God, right? So what this says is that um, when the people turn, when the people of Israel turned away from God, right, and and that could be you. That could be you, that you turned away from the word of God, from believing what he said, and you're choosing to believe something different. So when the people of Israel turned away from God, they always ended up turning to the gods of the nations. They turned away from one Elohim to another Elohim. For in the end, it all comes down to a choice between Elohim, capital E, or Elohim, lowercase e. If you turn away from the one Elohim, you will end up with another. That's just what it is. That's just what it is. Um, so it says, so what do you do if you find that the Elohim, that the Elohim, the lowercase, the, the idols, money, doubt, fear, materialism, whatever it is, what do you do if you find that that is present in your life? And he said the same thing they did with the golden calf. You get rid of it. Only then can things be right. When you turn away from the Elohim and back and then you go back to the one and only God, right? So the mission, it's a devotional. The mission is to get rid of those lowercase Elohims in your life, those idols, get rid of them. The idols you seek after, the gods that drive you, what's driving you? Is it money? Is it, um, is it, is it, is it success? Um, is it, um, you know, gratification for yourself? Is it, is it vanity? What's driving you? Are you seeking to be approved by man? What is driving you? Get rid of it and return to your one and only God. And that place is a place of worship. That place is a place of, um, of, of, of bowing down before the one and only God. That place is a place of knowing that he is sovereign. I say that has been my word for the last few weeks. Lord, you are sovereign. What does that mean? That means you are in control of it all. That means you're seated on high. That means nothing happens without your permission. That means all things really does work together for my good because if you inform me, who can be against me, right? That's what that means. That means you're being in that place of constantly being cognizant of who God says he is. It doesn't matter how I feel. It doesn't matter what thoughts are, are coming to me day and night. It doesn't matter what matters is that you are God and God alone. And, and I believe you are who you say you are and nothing can come against that. Nothing can come against the truth of who God is. And so today I admonish you, if you're doubting, if you're not trusting God, if you're putting your all in something else, release it, surrender, repent. That just means change your mind. That means I am making a cognizant decision. Uh, 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 I, I'm present in this moment and I am facing those things. What are those things? Let me be transparent with you so, so that you can know that you can do it too. One of those things for me is I realized wanting to be married was an Elohim, a lowercase Elohim to me, right? It became, it drove me at one point in time. I began to do everything because I'm going to be a wife. Instead of just saying, Lord, you, I am a wife already. And I know that you are in control. And while I wait on my husband to see me, I'm going to prepare by attending Apostle Leoline's classes, changing my mind about what a woman is and a queen. And all. That is, you know, let me honor you, God, in honoring who you created me to be. Let me focus on that. Let me focus on living out the word. Let me focus on bringing my emotions under subjection. Instead of letting it drive me to obsess, I drove it to Jesus. You know, so that is just an example for you so that you know exactly um, what it is you need to face, what it is you need to call out, call it out for what it is and change your mind. Father, forgive me. I repent in this very moment. I come out of agreement with those thoughts. I've been tormented. And these things torment you, right? It's just a turn around, just turn around and go the other way and begin to glorify God and begin to exalt his name and begin to praise his name with the highest praise and begin to love on him and begin to be drenched in his love. And you realize that, wait a minute, I'm good. I don't need to worry about anything else. And now I can move in faith because I'm focused. I have tunnel vision. Now when it comes to those things of God, I, I just pursue you, God, and it will lead me to the destiny that you promised me to. And so I'm going to end there um, and I'm going to um, just say thank you. 
Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining. Thank you for engaging. Thank you for taking this word and, and, be, and choosing to work it going forward. It's something that I um, encourage you to listen to. We always tell you that listen to it over and over again. Wash yourself with this word. Be renewed in your mind daily so that you may walk in the way of the Lord. Hallelujah. For those who don't know Jesus, for those who hear this message and are like, man, that sounds deep, but I kind of am in a great space. I, I, I want to know this God that you speak of. I want to, you sound like you, you believe this thing. I want to, I want to be like that. Who is this God that you serve? Well, his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. And I tell you this, I went to church for four years before I had my personal encounter. Now I was praying I was believing, you know, I moved in faith, but I didn't have a relationship with him. And when I came into relationship with him and every part of my life included him and everything I did um, required me to call his name, that is a whole nother level. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a completely different level. When you begin to be led by the spirit of God and you hear him and you do what he says and then he meets you there and you see it all. I mean, that's the life that caused me to have this, this light shine that caused me to keep pressing no matter what, that caused me to glorify his name in every circumstance. He is God and God alone. It's because of Jesus and it's because of the relationship that he has allowed me to be in with him. It took me surrendering though. It took me letting go of a life I was living. It took me realizing that what I was doing wasn't working, honey. That's what it took. It took me deciding, look, I'm tired of being halfway in and halfway out. This is not working. I am slowly dying. I need you, Jesus. I hear you calling me. I could hear you in the depths of me. The Bible says deep calleth unto deep. I could hear in the depths of me something is pulling me closer and I don't want to fight it anymore. That is what it is. And all you have to do is decide in this moment, I believe what I'm listening to. I believe this word and I'm going to confess it with my mouth. And when you confess it with your mouth, we always say the importance is that death and life lies in the power of the tongue. Whatever you speak, whatever you say, you have it. What, like KJ said earlier, you framed your world with your words, just like God did ours, right? So, or this word world rather. So what you will do now is you will confess something that will reframe everything that you know and your life will change. And I am declaring that I'm decreeing that and I know it because that is my story. So just repeat this prayer after me. Dear Jesus, I know I am a sinner. I have missed the mark and I need your forgiveness and I need your leadership. I need your rulership. I need a relationship with you, oh God. I believe you died in my place and rose from the grave to make me new and to prepare me to live in your presence forever. Jesus, come into my life. Take control of my life. I want to receive your Holy Spirit right now, and I do. I receive the Spirit of God that brings power and demonstration and miracles and signs and wonders. I receive you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins, Lord, and for saving me. I place my trust in you alone for my salvation for my destiny, and I accept the free gift of eternal life. Amen. And if you prayed that prayer, we always celebrate. We always celebrate. Why? Because you are part of the family now. You are part of the family now. I give God glory. I thank God because you will never be the same again. You are now a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old is then gone. That person you was is no more. Now, I always want to tell people this. You have entered a battlefield now. You have entered a, a court case now, right? So what will happen at this point in time is 
thoughts will come. The enemy will try to remember, remind you of your past and what you did. But what you do is you stand. Having done all you stand with the word of God, that is your sword. That is your weapon. You say, oh no, Satan. Oh no, past. Oh no, mind. I'm telling you not to be renewed. You are a new creation in Christ. You are not who you used to be. You are now a child of God holy and acceptable and you are his beloved and you begin to speak those words that's why it's important to get into the word of god that is why it's important to you for you now to get your bible you know i recommend you get an actual print bible but if you can't get that right now download the U version app and read the gospel of john that way you get to know who christ is and through that you begin to learn who you truly are in christ and your life will change it's a journey you know, it, it, it's a it's a race, but it's a journey. Walk with him every day. Take it one day at a time because only today is promised and just walk and talk to him and enjoy this. It's, it's beautiful and your life will testify and people will begin to ask you, who is this God that you serve? So hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I thank God. I want to say hello to my cousin, Lovian. She's joined for the first time, I believe. God bless you. My cousin, thank you everyone who joined. I'm going to pray us out and we are going to get going with our day. So Father, we thank you, God. We bless you. We glorify you. We exalt your name, Jesus. How wonderful are you, God? How wonderful are you, God? You have kept us thus far and you will continue to because that's what you do. That's who you say you are. You are our keeper. You are our fortress. You are our strong uh, a tower. You are there for us. We are covered under your wings. We thank you for that truth, oh God. We thank you that we can live in peace knowing that you will do what you said you will do and you are who you say you are, our Prince of Peace, our wonderful counselor, our eternal Father. Thank you. Thank you. I thank you for the word that went forth today, oh God. I thank you that faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God, that we should hear your word and be renewed in our minds and, and in our hearts, God, and we shall walk in the truth of your word, God. We thank you today for such a powerful word, God. I thank you, Father God, that we will never be the same going forward. We will walk again, even the more by faith and not by sight, God, because we know that the things that we see, Lord, are temporary, the things we don't see are eternal. Therefore, we will keep our minds on things above and not on things that are on this earth, oh God. We are choosing your way, God. We thank you, Jesus, because it is only by your spirit that we could even speak like this, think like this, hear like this, walk like this, God, is by your Holy Spirit. So we thank you, Holy Spirit, because you are who you say you are, our helper, our advocate, our, our, our teacher, our guide, our comforter. Thank you. Hallelujah. We bless you, Father God. We thank you for KJ, God. We thank you that he uh, spoke a, a, a convicting word, a word of truth, God, a word that shook us from our foundations, oh God. And we thank you that you have renewed our minds. I pray um, blessings over him, God, even as he goes forth in his assignment to this afternoon or this morning, rather. We thank you that you will speak through him, Father God. We thank you that his words resound, Lord Jesus, and that people will be touched and changed in their financial matters. God, we thank you for bringing financial freedom to them. And, and by reason of that, God, we connect to that grace. Hallelujah, God. And we just release that. Um, we release that on the people today that uh, that you will have financial freedom. It's yours. Move, go forth. Move in the things that the Lord has told you to move and watch him work. So we give God glory. We give him praise. We exalt his name. You are mighty. You are strong, God. We pray blessings and more grace on your people, God, that's listening now and later. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, you guys. Um, you know, I'm using two devices. So I'm not going to play any music for you guys today. But look, worship God in spirit and in truth. I am out. 
until next Saturday. Remember that this message will be available for you as well as the one we did last night on Salt of the Earth will be available to you on YouTube as well as our podcast platform. You can go to anchor.fm, type in God's anchor leg, and it's also available on Apple Podcasts. Um, it's also available on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on Breaker Radio, um, about four other platforms. And so just know that you can find these messages um, on different platforms, listen to it throughout the week, share it with some, somebody. Um, I know you can't share the Facebook video, but you can share the podcast and the, and the YouTube video, share it, subscribe to our channel, um, stay involved, stay in the word, whatever it is that, that feeds you as far as the word goes and it's sound doctrine, stay in it, drench yourself in it, and then walk like Christ. Amen. So that's what I've got for you. Remember, if you ever have prayer requests, you can message us. We will um, be honored to pray for you, pray with you according to God's will. And yeah, I will keep trying to prolong this. So peace out. <laughs> Bye. God bless you.